This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. He, he wants <laughs> nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out along with Paul Stone talking college football. Paul Stone, as the leaves are starting to turn, he's starting to heat up. Three and one week, although a wild three and one. And uh, also, hey, a good job that we have, Paul, on the uh, the day of the production is on Tuesday to get those uh, line because we got Notre Dame at three and a half. Went back to three and a half on game uh, on Friday for a little bit, then settled at three. But we'll take that one. A little block scoop and score in Laramie and a two-point conversion. Not bad uh, uh, for that one as well. So, excellent. Paul now uh, nine and seven on the season. Three and one week last week. And, Paul, let's get to uh, the one a neutral site game in the SEC, Arkansas and Texas A&M. Boy, it seems like Arkansas has A&M. Da- I mean, down and out every year in this game. And they figure some way to kind of, you know, let it squeeze out of their hands. It was K.J. Jefferson up 7 nothing, reaching the ball over near the goal line that turned into a 99-yard scoop and score. 14-point swing, and they lose it at the end. So, tough one up for that one. So, Arkansas, how about this against LSU? Fourth straight year. That game is decided by three points. That LSU Arkansas series is uh, is different, but they have um, they have to move the ball. They outgained BYU by 160 yards, and they had a bunch of yardage against LSU uh, in that one that came down to the end. This one's at six and a half. A and M six and a half against offensive list, I guess offensively challenged uh, Auburn team. You're looking at the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks here, Paul. Yeah, i tell you, first of all, Jimmy, uh, the Razorbacks, one of their top players, running back Raheem Rocket Sanders, one of the best running backs in the SEC who rushed for over 1,400 yards last year. He practiced yesterday, so I think there's a good chance he's going to play for Arkansas after missing their last three games. So he's a critical part of that Arkansas offense. You look at them in any event, whether Sanders plays or not, Arkansas is a desperate football team. It's looking to avoid its third straight loss. Uh, looking to avoid going 0-2 in SEC play. Uh, Razorback quarterback K.J. Jefferson last week, he threw two interceptions uh, in that competitive 34-31 loss at LSU. So he's going to be looking to make amends for that passing performance. I like the fact also that he's become more involved in the running game the last few weeks. He's run the ball at least 13 times in each of the Razorbacks' last three games. Uh, now in his fourth season, something to look at here as well. Head coach Sam Pittman for Arkansas. He's really embraced that underdog role. The Razorbacks 13-6 and six against the spread as an underdog under Sam Pittman. Uh, you look at Texas A&M, they're going to be starting lefty Max Johnson uh, for the injured Connor Wegman. 
Really don't see any drop off there for the Aggies though in performance uh, at the quarterback position. But I like the uh, desperate team here looking to avoid their third straight loss, getting points, take Arkansas plus six and a half over Texas A&M. I think Connor Wegman's been pretty good for A&M this year, but when he went down, I thought Johnson, who we know well, um, he provided a spark. I mean, you know, he, he, he put some points on the board uh, in a game that was kind of in the mud uh, a little bit. So um, interesting there, kind of a guy that had a chance to start at two different schools. It's been taken away from him now and that uh, played with uh, – I don't know. Play with a little urgency uh, on Saturday uh, against Auburn. That, that game seems to be always tight, tight, tight uh, in that neutral site game down in Dallas. All right, let's move on to the Big Ten. And with everything coming, with so many pieces coming back, the Michigan Wolverines preseason favorite. And the other thing is that, especially on offense, where – I mean, so many pieces, the offensive line, the two running backs, the, 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 the quarterback. I mean, so many pieces. And historically, Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines have been a pretty big bully. They destroy some weaker competition. It has not been the case this year. Okay, maybe Harbaugh. Now he's back on the sideline against Rutgers. Still kind of the same thing as they pushed against the spread, but lacking those chunk plays and an offensive explosion. Michigan now 0-3 against the spread, now laying 17.5 against Nebraska with a mild uh, two-game, a modest two-game winning streak against lesser competition. Yeah, you know, after dropping its uh, first two games, Nebraska, they have rebounded with a pair of double-digit victories over Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. You know, obviously not opponents to be confused with the likes of Michigan and other powerhouses in the Big Ten, but certainly represents some level of progress there for the Cornhuskers. Their first two games, their starting quarterback was Georgia Tech transfer Jeff Sims. Sims had uh, turnover problems at Georgia Tech. Those problems have followed him to Nebraska. In those two starts, he committed a total of six turnovers, four interceptions, and two fumbles. He got hurt, hurt his ankle uh, at Colorado against the Buffaloes. He's been out the last couple of games. Looks like he might be healthy for this game. But I think in any case, I think uh, redshirt freshman Heinrich Harburg is going to be the starter. I think he's given them a spark at that quarterback position. He's been compared to Tim Tebow. He's a big 6'5", 210-pound guy. The last couple of weeks, he's rushed for over uh, 255 yards total. He broke free for a 72-yard touchdown run against Louisiana Tech this past Saturday. And if you look at the film of that run, once he got in the open in the middle of the field, he was gone. So this guy's a legitimate uh, running threat. Michigan, they play really slow tempo. They average only 58 plays a game. Their opponents only 55. So their games are averaging 113 plays a game, probably the lowest of any team in the country. That makes a difference when you're talking about taking an underdog of more than two touchdowns when the game is shortened. Nebraska 6-0-1 against the spread. Their last seven is a double-digit underdog in Big Ten play. I think Nebraska needs to get to 14 points here against the Wolverines. I think they get there. I like Nebraska plus 17-and-a-half over Michigan. I think the matchup also with Nebraska's defensive personnel matches up pretty good against Michigan. So I think the yards are going to be really, really tough in this one. Uh, and the points will be tough uh, to come by as well. Georgia State last Thursday night, a uh, nice uh, money line underdog winner in comfortable fashion against Coastal Carolina. Now they come back home and are laying one point against the Troy Trojans. Who are we looking at here, Paul? 
I'll tell you, Georgia State off to an impressive 4-0 start after pulling the road upset at uh, Coastal Carolina this past week. 30-17 to is around a five-and-a-half-point underdog. You know, Darren Granger, the quarterback for Georgia State, a veteran quarterback, one of the top dual-threat quarterbacks in the entire group of five. He's a third-year starter. Uh, he's got a nice 44-11 uh, to touchdown-to-interception ratio. He's known for over 5,100 yards in his career, rushed for over 1,650 yards. So that shows his uh, running dimension there. Then you look at Troy, the defending Sunbelt champion. They return a total of 12 starters uh, this year. And in my opinion, the Trojans, they just hadn't quite looked like the same team this season compared to last. Uh, obviously, it was a major step up in class, I believe, in week two when they traveled to Manhattan to play Kansas State. Uh, but they got throttled by Kansas State 42-13 to in that game, narrowly defeated Western Kentucky at home 27-24. Uh, last weekend committed three turnovers in that game against the Hilltoppers. I just like Georgia State's current trajectory uh, more than Troy's. I think they're going to win this game. I like uh, Georgia State minus one over Troy in a key Sunbelt matchup. All right, get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. Brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. That's three sides. You got a total in college football to close out uh, this week's picks. We go to Chestnut Hill and Virginia taking on Boston College. Boston College, after the uh, inspired effort in a near miss against Florida State, Kind of, uh, kind of got chewed up pretty good on the road uh, last week. Now they come back home uh, to uh, host Virginia. Virginia with three personal fouls in the last minute of the game against uh, in that uh, close loss on Friday night against NC State. You're looking at the total, which is at 55 and a half, Paul. Yeah, first of all, neither one of these second division ACC teams play particularly good defense. So that's certainly a, a large part of my basis for this selection on the over. You look at Virginia's defense, they're giving up 5.9 yards per play to date. Boston College, who opened with Northern Illinois, uh, and then they uh, played an FCS opponent uh, after that, they've given up right at 6.5 yards per play. So neither uh, defense uh, very strong. Boston College, they like to play with a little pace. They're averaging right at 72 plays per game. So I'm projecting this game to have 140 plays, uh, which is certainly above this year's uh, NCAA average with the new uh, clock rules that we have. Both teams feature exciting young quarterbacks. Uh, Boston College quarterback, if you hadn't seen him yet, uh, talking to the listeners and viewers out there, Thomas Castellanos, uh, a guy who started his career, I believe, in Central Florida. He's a transfer. But he's had some really nice wow moments uh, to date uh, as Boston College's first-year starting quarterback. He's thrown for 909 yards, rushed for 280 yards, leads Boston College in both those major statistical categories. But he's a big-time player. And then Virginia, their true freshman quarterback, uh, Anthony uh, Calandria, he's also had his moments. Both these guys are turnover prone. They've both committed some turnovers, as you might expect with the first-year starting quarterback. Hopefully those turnovers won't come at an untimely uh, time for us over players in this game. But I just see points here. I see both teams scoring at least 28 points. So everything for me points to this game between Virginia and Boston College going over the total of 55 and a half. 
Yeah, watch these quarterbacks a lot, too. And uh, no doubt the BC quarterback gave Florida State all they could handle. It's not a surprise because he's a true dual threat, like you talk about leading uh, the Eagles in uh, rushing and passing. And, yeah, the uh, you know the young freshman for Virginia, he was one of the ones with a personal file taking his helmet off uh, after the two-point conversion, allowing uh, field position to set up the game-winning field goal for NC State uh, at the end. So, and, yeah, the kind of both gunslingers. They will, they will, they will make plays and they will make some mistakes. So lends itself uh, to the over. I think it's a good angle. All right, Paul Stone is heating up three and one last week. Four more picks for you this week. He's at a, a, a location unknown with sirens going on in the background and everything else. Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.